remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight. And I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late. And I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down. And I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away. And I never come back to this town again. Hey everyone, uh, this is our first episode where we are officially freed from the shackles of Family Guy for the time being. And, uh, it is we decided accomplished! To... Yeah, and we decided to, you know, like a couple months ago, how we took a break and yeah. did a season of It's Always Sunny. We're doing that again this time, and we are talking about a series that I do not stop bringing up, and I think it was finally time for us to like do start a deep dive into moral oral a uh so uh for those of you who you know just need another recap moral oral is a adult swim show made by dino stamatopoulos who is uh you might know as starburns from yeah uh, starburns (laughs) from community um before uh before he was on community though he made this stop motion animation show uh with scott adsit and it was called Moral Oral. It is a parody of um, old, like, 1950s sitcoms that are yeah. really straight-laced and focused on, like, family values. And it's also a parody of American Protestantism and, like, a yeah. very specific type of evangelical Christianity. It Talking about the Midwest, folks. Yeah, it... It, it, it's like it's like if Veggie no. Tales was about wasps and was self-aware. Yeah, yeah. And um, the show eventually does change a bit into what it's doing, but for this season, you this can feel first that season, by the end of this season. Yeah, but for this first season, it is mostly just a straightforward of Christianity and Protestantism, yeah. right down to a very specific formula where the main character is this do-gooding, very religious child named uh, Oral, and he learns a lesson from an authority figure, but he takes it the wrong way, misinterprets some like word of scripture and then gets up to some hijinks. And at the end, his dad teaches him a lesson, but, but it's, it's always the, the wrong, wrong lesson, lesson too. Yeah. Um, so, so Spencer, why are you such a big fan of this? Is it just how, like how religious you are? Or is it just like how yeah. much you like Starburns or like what, what's, what's the deal? Well, I'm a huge fan of Starburns, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, he's is... funny. I mean, he's a funny guy yeah. in community. Yeah, um, I I love you know I love Bill Maher and I, I love <laughs> making fun of religion. No, um, I I really like this show for what it becomes later on down the road. Um, I am a huge fan of basically any piece of media that starts as one thing and by the end has turned into something wildly different. And this one does that a lot. We will get to it later, but um, uh, I I really do like how this show. Starts with this kind of like goofy little, you know, comedy. And I I have mixed thoughts on this first season, but what is it? I'll say that it lays an important groundwork for the show to 
slowly get darker and darker and darker until yeah. in the third season it becomes this like really dark but kind of touching homage to I mean partially an homage to one of the great American directors John Cassavetes but just like genuinely trying to dig deeper into sitcom stereotypes and certain neuroses and intergenerational trauma. And I think it becomes something really special at the end. I mean, you and you see that towards the end of even this season, like, you know, spoilers, because yeah. I, I have experienced this a bit, not as much as you, obviously, but like, I know kind of how it goes. Like, yeah, it, it is not as much as it gets in like the end of the second and the third season. But like, e even now they are building up towards like, no, there is something darker at the heart of Moralton and like, you know, the people who live there and like the, the ennui that being this, you know, closed off religious fanatic brings that like they, they are even now starting to make that like a theme of the thing. Towards the end mm, of the season, absolutely. at least. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I also think this show feels very 2005 in a good way. Hmm, like, it yeah. feels very much of, like... It shows both how far and how not far we have come since then. Because yeah. I feel like... Yeah. Like, obviously, religious psychopaths are still a thing in America. But they were, like... But it does not... Yeah. They were, they were like, does, the thing in the 2000s, for sure. I don't think anyone anymore is afraid of that we are going to become a theocracy. Well, yeah. Um, I don't... We, we, we might become some <laughs> other horrible reactionary state, but not... Not a theocracy like they did in 2005 right. for arguably justified, for probably justified reasons. We might extent. become like a theocracy uh, based on like, like QAnon, you know, theory, but, yeah. or, or based on yeah. like QAnon scripture. But yeah, it's not going to be like Mike Pence is going to be the God King or anything. Yeah. No, yeah. this, uh, this season in particular is a time capsule of a, of a certain part of American culture where evangelical Christianity was this huge looming thing. And while it still is, obviously, it really did feel like it had a it controlled so much of the culture back then. Yeah, I mean, so, they could just write letters. to. I mean, I yeah. think this is something that God, I want to say Felix was talking about when we had him on. But it's the idea of like you could literally just like write a letter to a place or and if like. They, they, like, made fun of Jesus, like, you know, 10,000 angry moms would write letters and they'd be like, oh, no, we have to take down that episode. Yeah. 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 So so they were a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, <laughs> but I, I agree with you, Andy. Yeah. It, it does, a lot of the bush era ness of this has aged pretty well in part because it's from 2005 and not, like, 2009 because it, it's, like, right just during this awful time period right. in American history and not at like the tail end when, you know, you start to see new atheism really crop up. It, there's a, there's no like really like ugly mean spirited reactionary streak to this. That would probably come if it was yeah. made during like Th this, you know, 2011. This still feels very fresh and it is on the, the cutting edge of the, that sort of wave rather than being another just like, yeah. This is not religious or whatever the fuck yeah. that Bill Maher movie was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and well, because it, no, it, it feels like it's in the middle of like like the Bush era and like you know the the evangelical I guess resurgence of a resurgence that that brought. But but it feels like like it is in the part where it's like that is still very much the guiding ide ideology, but like everyone doesn't like it, you know? So it's not like they can't like have their smug victory lap, but it's kind of like, yeah, this is like how things feel right now, but we're at the point right now where nobody likes it. Um, and, and also to compare this, 
I think Moral compares season one compares very favorably to another uh, show that premiered in 2005 that was a reaction to the same cultural things. This is so much better than the first season of American Dad. Sure. Mm. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's a similar type of thing where they're finding their footing and finding out what they want to do yeah. with these characters. But yeah, it's a lot better than season one of American Dad, even though I have my problems. With I this would season. still say this yeah. is one of the better first seasons we've seen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. strong. It's not, I mean, sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm interrupting. Go. Yeah, I think like there is a big overlap. I think when you look at a lot of the good first seasons we have feel very like not only very confident but very like straightforward and clean like there's not many too many b plots there's not these are the things we're focusing on and we can expand later right and and speaking of clean i think like okay so so we we all kind of know that like satire discourse is the most tiring discourse that people kind of get but like i i do think that like it requires the clarity of purpose yeah 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 but (laughs) the guy with the shirt we all know but but i do think like not getting into that whole morass i think that they are very they do have a clarity of purpose and target and everything like like i think that they came into this clean like they knew they knew what they were doing they knew how they were doing it and they knew like there was not a whole lot of collateral damage around it and i think that's what makes it strong from the jump in a way that like yeah. american dad they they had to stumble around a bit because they started very broad and then they had to whittle it down to something that worked where this they kind of mm. came in guns a blazing knowing what they were doing yeah yeah. So I, I guess I'll just ask broadly, since we've been fainting at this, and I have my own opinions as a fan of the show. Um, Andy, Ty, since you're less familiar than me, what did you think of this first season? It's good. Yeah. Uh, to go into a bit more specifics, I think you can... I like it. I also think looking at like the series, the season finale, you can, you can tell that there's going to be a big jump in season two. Right. Um, I also think you can definitely tell some of the rough edges, like the the first episode, the zombie episode, is easily the weakest. Yes, absolutely. Like that's yeah, but the 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 rest of them, like let's say the eight episodes in the middle, are a very tight, very consistent formula that also feels very two thousand five Adult Swim, and in the way it's like 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 I think a a big thing. That sort of Adult Swim and more like Adult am- Animation uh, kind of lost in the 2010s uh, once we moved past the early 2000s is a lot of that stuff was very explicitly either using because they had the, the Hanna-Barbera characters or uh, inspired by 60s and 70s uh, children's animation but fucked up. And, and hmm. this feels exactly like that and sort of that the pacing i was saying of we're taking something that was a part of your childhood and just fucking it up just just all these these sex drugs and alcohol baby let's go right yeah Uh, so what about you ty what did you think yeah i mean i i am with i i thought it was very good there are some parts that didn't work like i think uh the coach stop frame being the satanist like that kind of was that uh, with the like yeah. the hindsight of new atheism stuff it's like all right guys we get it yeah. well atheists is the opposite of you know christian whatever um and and yeah there were definitely some messier parts like the zombie episode and uh i think there was like one or two in the middle that that were kind of slower but but i do think yeah that they they knew what they were doing and i think that 
they did not linger on anything in a way that a lot of like lesser I think comedies would have like like they they did not make a big deal out of the fact that like oh you know we're doing all the drugs and sex and alcohol stuff you know in contrast with this Christianity like isn't that wacky in a way that I think would have been very easy to fall into that like they they kind of trust the viewer to be like all right, yeah, like, I see, you know, you're taking this lesson and you're subverting it, you know, and making it real, and, like, I, I see the humor here. You don't have to, you know, hammer it. You don't have to beat the dead horse for me, uh, with, in a way that I, I think is a mark of, like, a quality, you know, piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, personally, myself, I think that this season, it is... I I, I, I like it. it. It's good. It's definitely good. Uh, I really love, like, in every given scene, there's, like, all of these, like, funny details in the background. Yeah. Um, the stop-motion animation is fantastic in this, and yeah, the design of the... the on yeah. the technical side, this is amazing to watch. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. whatever, it's not, like, like or, like, any, you know, that, but, like, for just, like, stuff they did on TV, the amount of, like, expression and, like, movement they get out of this claymation is, like, astounding, and it makes sense that it's yeah. only 10 minutes per episode. Yeah, and all there's all this like great stuff in the background. There's all these great little gags hidden in there. Um, you know, there's there's terrific like delivery from a lot of the characters. Uh, I I I don't know. There's a lot to like. Yeah, I struggle with it, even though I find it funny and I do think it's better than American Dad. I struggle with it because one, this even if it's like a stronger example of like making fun of religion, this type of stuff just doesn't do much for me anymore. Sure. It's tired. Like looking back at it, you know, 15 years later, it's like a lot of things have done this. Yeah. It is also hard to like laugh at it as much when you know, like what's going to happen later. Right. But I, I don't know. I think that this is still like the show trying to find its footing. I think that they, pretty wisely realized that doing like you know all these jokes about uh, uh what if uh middle america had sex and drugs it it, it kind of it's a very very limited amount there's like not much you can do with that that's fresh yeah. or original even what's well, obvious buy. yeah yeah and I, I don't know the season doesn't work quite as well for me as it does later ones but it is like it's a necessary foundation and i don't think the other ones would hit quite as hard if this first season wasn't as goofy and weird yeah, I I mean, I I see I was not expecting to be the mo- I think probably the most bullish on it of the three. Although Andy, you said you liked it, right? Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. Fine. But but I mean, I I do think that like yeah, I I agree that like it goes to a different place that is probably more profound and stuff. But like I think what they're doing right here is like I, I, I don't know. I was just impressed with, like, how well they recognized, even in 2005, that, like, these jokes are kind of obvious and, like, you, you know, whatever, I'm repeating myself, which I love doing. But uh, mm. I, I don't know. I, I honestly thought that, even if I didn't, like, bust a gut at this, I thought it was an impressive... I, I, yeah. was, I was impressed with how they maneuvered their way around a bunch of pitfalls that you could easily see another show falling into. And that that counts for something for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I guess we should get into characters a little bit before we go into the episode analysis. Sure. Uh, So uh, first off, let's talk about the central family, the Puppington family, which is uh, Oral, the son, Clay, the father, Liberta, the mother, and Shapey, the younger brother is is puppington supposed to be like puppet like that's kind of where my mind went but it's like they're not really puppets they're like 
claymation figure. You know, it's but it like yeah. is that kind of where it is drawn from? I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah. I'd, I'd guess, but it's a little right. odd. Um, maybe it's just like kind of a cutesy name. It is but... very maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Oral, I like a lot as a character. I think that he, throughout the show, they really do try to make him as like genuinely nice and uh, wanting to be a good person and upstanding as he possibly can with his limited knowledge of the world and inability to get the lessons he's being taught. I I think that he, especially as the show goes on, he becomes like a really fascinating and interesting person. And I really do think that they find a lot of interesting gradients within this just kind of like wholesome Flanders Oral's a good kid. Well, yeah, and he's a good kid, but, like, I think that... And they're not perfect about it, but, like, I think they are good about making him a kid. You know, like, like yes. I, th- I think that he is realistic enough, and, like, he he does, like... He, he, he is emotional in a way where he's not just, like, you know, a perfect little, like, you know, angel, you know, cherubim. Like, like he is a kid who just happens to be, like, very kind and well-meaning. And I think that, like, they obviously... There's a bit of caricature to it, but I think they are solid about, like, not making him just, like, a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he has this, like, he has this childlike wonder and a curiosity about the world and, you know, childlike stupidity that right. uh, does give, like, make him really well-rounded. Uh, all right. I, I'm just going to touch on Shapey real quick since he's not really a character. I fucking love Shapey. They have so much fun with him as just this, like, chaos demon throughout <laughs> the show. Yeah. They let him do whatever. Shut up! They, yeah, they just kind of like little kids are chaos demons, though. Yeah, like, no, there we all are, have that yeah. one friend who has a little brother who is just screaming and kicking head. everything. Yeah. yeah, and they they just let him be this like evil demon incarnate, and every single time he's on screen and like they have to interact with him and he's just like screaming. <laughs> it's genuinely really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I love I like Shapey. Yeah, no like no human being is like a good person until they be can be like a good person until they turn like eight or whatever. They're all just like poop, uh screaming and and wanting more. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, to be fair, Shapey's a little old to be acting the way he is, which is I think something like yeah. the show points to. But like, yeah, I mean kids kids suck. Like that's kind of the point. They have to learn not to suck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, Liberta, uh, the mom, I I find her, she's an interesting case. Uh, later on in the show, she the show kind of does a good job of sh- describing her as both a victim and complicit to some extent. Yeah. She is both trapped in a really awful marriage. She, uh, what is it, uh, is like genuinely suffering, but she also mistreats her kids a lot. And it, the the show does like a really good job, maybe not as much in this season, but does a really good job of sort of capturing this like balance between a victim and a victimizer. It, it does a good job at showing that there is, isn't actually a good parent in Oral's life. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, and... and- mm. I, I don't know. There's something I, I don't I don't want to derail it too too much, but I, I do think there is something that the show does well where it's like I, I think and I honestly am wondering if if 
you know, Dino Stematopoulos, like, grew up with, with some form of abuse around him. Because, like, I, I think the show is really, really good at, like, recognizing how cycles of abuse work and not just, like, like not just casting, you know, Clay and Blueberry are, like, the bad guys. Like, it's like, well, yeah. no, they come from, I mean, they, they come from tragic situations, too, and, you know, so on. And so, like, I, I think that they, they come to that with, like, I don't know, there's just a nuance to this show that, like, you would not expect... Uh, but, but yeah, so they, they definitely, they don't, Bloberta is not just like, you know, the long suffering wife. She's like, she has her own issues and she is, you know, dismissive of oral and she is, you know, she maybe not picks fights with Clay, but like she definitely engages in them. And like, yeah, they, they are good about like balancing where it's like, she's not a good person, but she's also in a bad situation. And so is Clay. And so is, you know, so, so is everyone yeah. in Moralton basically. Mm. Clay, uh, do you have? Oh, do you have anything to add about Blaberta, Andy? I think I think she is probably the least developed of the main three Pet Puppingtons yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. But season, but the ending shows she's going to get a lot more screen time next season. So I'm interested to see where that goes. If yeah, yeah, end up watching that. And then there is Clay. Clay is the uh, he he goes he's some a, places later yeah, on. But he's a... <laughs> he is a terror. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is Dark Spencer. I no he <laughs> <laughs> no he's this he's um, Spencer if Spencer's like was still closeted. <laughs> God no they God that's a horrible thing. <sighs> they with yeah. um Clay Clay is a weird character in that I don't think they quite knew early on just how horrible they would yeah. make him later on so they have him doing like this whole like like uh you know uh, gee son you gotta do this and they, they yeah. sort of like make him homer simpson this season well, for most of it see see i don't know there there are he is so i i think you are right in that like they go harder in the paint later like once they're like okay like this is actually like an abusive situation that we need to like take you know that we need to take measures mm. to show but like even now he's a worse dad than Homer Simpson. Like, he's so fucking yeah. imperious. He, you know, I mean, yeah, Homer chokes Bart, but, like, he beats the shit out of Oral on a daily basis. Like, he, he's I love his fully... fucked up man cave. Yeah. But, like, the, the thing about him is that, like, I and honestly, I think what separates him from, like, the average sitcom dad in a way that makes him so, so much more skin-crawling to watch is, I mean, yeah, the one is, like, he has, like, the kind... He, he just... He has a sense of self-regard that these people don't like. He's such a fucking pretentious dickhead, and like and yeah. everything, like the study and like the you know the lessons about will will oral listen like and 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 you know just he you know being an adult means you have to do shit you hate just you know to survive. Which like sure, I'm sure his job sucks, but like he's just so goddamn self-centered and so you know he he's so high off his own fucking farts that it, it is he it is even tough to watch in this first season even though they yeah. do go you know press the gas pedal later yeah the, he is yeah. he is really really repulsive yeah even in this season especially if you have the knowledge of what's coming and the stuff involving him in the late second and third season is it it makes your soul leave your body watching it. It's really really tough. Um, but Andy, you have the least experience. So what did you think of Clay? I mean, you know, you, you two said a lot of things that yeah. like there is to say about Clay. You know, right? Like, mm. But like, I guess 
I'm trying to think of something like actually original to say. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, I you think, don't have like, to. Where this go, is going a... back to no, no. You know, I do have something like going back to the man cave. I like that the lighting in that room is like explicitly darker and more fucking like e- ominous yeah. and evil than like any room in the show without like changing any music or something. Like it still kind of keeps the the bubbly tone, but it's like you know, like every time. Like you're, he goes in there. It's like this is some bad advice. Yeah, there's yeah. there's implications every time you go there's, into the man cave. Yeah, or the study. There's uh, there's like I don't know. I want to praise the show though. They they are like this is a very cinematic show. It yeah. is it it like they they don't like even though they're doing stop motion animation, which is extremely difficult. They are putting a lot of thought into lighting and you know yeah they camera always movement. like try and make things like as like a default sitcom look but then sort of like for certain scenes they'll, they'll just spice it up in just the right ways yes uh, yes especially at the end at the last episode oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. other than that we've got like a we've got a cast of side characters um we got the reverend uh the Reverend, I've always quite enjoyed. He, yeah, I like how openly sexually frustrated he is, and I like how they don't, uh, they don't even like do the Reverend Lovejoy thing or like a Ned Flanders thing. They just kind of make him like an old guy who just his life sucks. Yeah, I think <laughs> they kind of, cause isn't that kind of Lovejoy's thing of just tired and miserable? Like, he's, yeah, like I like him, but he is like, he is the most Simpsons I've seen. Like he's. Like, he's likable. You know, he's not, like, explicitly bad like a lot of other people in town so far. But he's just, like, you could tell he is he is, he is not super pious or faithful yeah. at this point in his life. Mm. Um, yeah, but, I mean, and I do I do think they do a good job where it's, like, he's not, like, the worst person. Like, there are a lot of characters who are kind of, like, over the top and, like, you know, whatever their particular vice is. And the library. He's not really... Yeah, the la- she, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um... But he he's not like that bad a guy. Like he he he's not a bad guy. He's just a shitty guy, you know. And that, he is a he is a preacher by way of nine to five job. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I like that. Like they allow people in this show to exist who are not like terrible people who are just kind of like people whose lives aren't that great and they're just kind of like shitty about it. They're yeah. they're just they're just not good at being a person. Yeah, you know. And yeah, definitely. It's a different energy than a lot of like the some of the more moralizing stuff in the show, which and and I like that like they get that out of the priest who is like obviously going to be like an anchor yeah. of the show. Because like, and yeah. I think it's very like it would have been very easy to have him be a much darker character, and I kind of like that they they didn't like it. Show mm. uh, it's good that they, they didn't they make show any molestation jokes. What would you say, Spencer? They, they didn't make any molestation jokes. Which well, he's not, really he's not Catholic. Way. He's Protestant. Mm, they don't do that. Yeah. Ca- yeah, I mean, ca- that. Catholics, yeah, Catholics no. touch the kids. Protestants touch their wives once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've no, got the coach. Other men's wives. Um, we've got the coach, got the evil bisexual. Yeah, the, co- the coach, honestly, Spencer, I think is kind spoilers. of the weakest. Well, I mean, it's actually very funny how much he looks like Spencer. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have like the, the Spencer grown mustache shithead mustache yeah. but yeah no I I, yeah. I so so we got I, we he's got, got the basketball shorts too well let me let me so, just so, say I I think the coach is the weakest part of the show just because like 
he's a bit too over in a way where it's like a lot of the other characters kind of manage to either, I mean, either be bit characters or manage to have like nuance to them. He just fully seems like a, like a, you know, stereotype, like a swishing. And also the Satanism stuff is way too. He is a character you could also only do in 2005. Sure. Yes. And to their credit, they do get better about him later. They, he plays an important role in the final episode that I quite like, but yeah, he um he he in this season he is very you know uh, closeted evil bisexual like it's very cartoony in a way how that the ma- show how many would move characters away from. in that we in media that we have looked at qualify as like obviously we have anytime we see a blonde gay guy in Family Guy we're like oh it's Spencer, <laughs> um but like I'm just thinking like uh what's what's the dad's name um Clay. And uh, film brain, like we've gotten a lot of evil Spencers recently. Uh, I'm going to cut this out, but I do think a very funny bonus episode would be ranking all of the Spencers that we've covered. (laughs) Yes. No, we should do that as like a live stream or something. But yeah, that'd be a funny bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I agree with you, Ty. I I do still kind of enjoy him here, specifically when he's like flirting with the dad. Yeah, he's not Um, awful, but. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like the the kind of husky oh, oh. voice that he has. Also, on on, on that note, uh, uh, can we get a uh, top ten times Ty Ty or one of us said to cut something and it did not get cut? I uh, I I I cut stuff unless it's good for the episode. Yeah, I know, but like yeah. there are like every time I I, I hear it, I, it just sticks in my head. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, mm. I notice it more than I don't. Sure. Uh, so. Well, because the stuff you because when you don't notice it, it's because I cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> this season has a lot of a uh, doesn't have as much of a doughy, which is Oral's friend. Yeah, um, yeah, I was there. about to go to him. Next. He's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he's he gets... the friend. He's the Jimmy Olsen to Oral Superman. Yeah. He's whatever. He gets more later. Um, but they, they definitely were just like, we need Oral to have like a foil or something. Someone to go, oh, gee, Oral, I don't know. Uh, and, I, and I like him for that. You know, you need a, you need a friend character. You know who's someone I feel like didn't really, like was super underused even more than that? Who? Who? Oral's teacher. Yeah, she only gets like one or two in this season, uh, uh, appearances yeah, in this season. Like they kind of want to do something, but they just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know they do it later, Spencer. But you know, if 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 you would like yeah. to review more or season two or three, go by all means, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got his ass. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, they they. T- I mean, Moral Oro is a show that is very good about like giving a lot of the supporting characters time to breathe. But like, yeah, in, in this season, there are definitely some who they favor over others. Um, mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the teacher's right. fine. She's just kind of like the... I mean, you've seen, like, the bitch teacher in so many... I mean, she, she, does she, she's, she is functionally in this season the same as the teacher from Christmas Story. Yeah. She does have a... She has a real, one really good joke this season, though, which is just when they just says... Like, Oral tries to ask yeah. her a question after class, <laughs> yeah. and he just, she just says, No! The bell means learning is over. Yeah, and she's like, Yeah, the bell just, is rung. <laughs> Why are you trying to still learn <laughs> and just stands there yeah. for like a minute? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, there is some great comedic timing in this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's a bunch of other characters. There's one that I really like that we'll talk about in the episode breakdown. But do we have any others that kind of stuck out to us? Um, in, in terms of supporting characters? Yeah. Uh, I... I, I think we're probably going to touch on the one that I want to talk about in the episode yep. where she appears. So I don't, I don't know that there's too too much. Uh, F- Principal Fakey, is he anything? 
Mm. Oh, no. we didn't uh, talk principal about the librarian. Figure. Yeah, I can't remember. We, we oh, the librarian. Her. The librarian isn't that fun. Yeah, um, I mean, she's she is, I think, the most like caricature of all of the uh, supporting like characters in that. the show. I kind of I kind of like her for that, but yeah, she she definitely like if you put her in the Christmas special, it'd be a little awkward. So I imagine they they tone her down a bit later, or just mm. don't use her less. But uh, yeah, what do you think of librarian Spencer? Uh, I'm not a fan. They don't really get, uh, they don't really find anything useful or like interesting to do with her character. I don't recall them digging much deeper than just like, oh, she's like an old bitch. Um, <laughs> and, and unlike, unlike a lot of, um, what is it? A lot of characters where they'd start out kind of like the coach where they'd start out like as these dated stereotypes and then they'd get better and better. Uh, she, She's not fun to watch now, and she doesn't get much better later. Uh, right. She's kind of the weak link of the show in general. I, I also, I will say, I do like, and he's not, like, really a character in himself, but I like uh, Oral's third friend who they never give, like, they they just say, like, and him, which I thought was, like, a funny <laughs> joke. It's He's not, like, anything of a character, really, but I just thought that was funny. Hmm. The doctor is not does not really get anything this season, uh, but no. he he gets the nurse is fun great later. later, and yeah. the nurse is so even is kind nurse. of fun in this one. Like again, she's thinner than she, you know, Nurse Bendy is not much in this season. But like at least like they have a joke with her, which is that like she doesn't like her job and she like doesn't know anything about medicine, which like is something mm. that you can build, you know, uh, a like a even like a you know thin character around. But yeah. Mm. Uh, other than that, I can't really think of anything. The uh, the biz the small business owner who uh, you know is a member of the uh, you know petite bourgeoisie who tries to extract as much free labor from oral as possible. Uh, you know, yeah. this is this is low key a socialist show. Um, <laughs> for real, for yeah, real. for real. This doobie being a socialist show though, mm. extremely white uh, voice. Shout out to our normal Family Guy fans who listen to this podcast and probably don't get any of the Twitter references we make. Yeah, I'm sure none of our. <laughs> no, I I, I would be I would be willing to bet that 99% of the people who listen to this show are also on. Yeah, Twitter. but if you're out there, I appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you if you don't use Twitter that much, but you still listen to the show. Um, I don't know why you'd want to become schizophrenic in this way, but all right. So I uh, let's move on to the episode analysis. What do you give someone who has everything and more? He can heal a sick, so don't give him an aspirin. He can walk on water, don't give him lots of food. Every time you hear a bell, an angel burns in hell. If the Lord were alive today, what would you give him this Christmas? Give them a twenty dollar gift certificate at Pizza Joe's. Merry Christmas from Pizza Joe's. <laughs> Folks, we're back and we're doing a little bit of an episode analysis here, and we're starting off with the first episode of the show, The Lord's Greatest Gift. Yeah. I don't like this episode. Yeah, it's not, not really. very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's way, uh, the... it is way too flight of fancy, and like. The... Yeah. Bringing magic into the show just does not work. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, this is the most 
clearly didn't know what they were doing aspect because the show this would later devolve into um that would later devolve into like really gritty and dark uh yeah. I hate that term but really like <laughs> yeah this is like nuanced... a Snyder-esque uh yeah. claymation show <laughs> no but like a really nuanced looked at like intergenerational trauma and stuff it like has epic zombies in it it's not good yeah. No, it and that's this feels honestly kind of like an Aqua Teen episode almost. Yeah. Like, just yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it does. It's so Adult Swim. And and also like, I think <laughs> I think like taking it away from the real world like does make the all of the you know epic atheism stuff ring more hollow because it's yeah. like oh yeah. look at look at oh. you know look at what these silly you know spaghetti monster sky daddy you know pie in the you, you know, know what like, that I think yeah. I, I'm taking it back that's almost insulting to Aqua Teen. This is like <laughs> this. You know, this feels like a lot of the the writing and dialogue. You know what this kind of reminded me of what? in episode one? Cavalcade of comedy a little bit. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think it's better than Cavalcade. On it's better much, than that, but... though. Oh, it is. Yeah. But in terms of, like, the, the, the way that, like, characters talked to each other and, like, also the content of the episode. Sure. It felt like that a little bit. Yeah, I could see. I, I mean, whatever. I, I don't think it was terribly written, but I think, like, I think it is the weak link of this season and that it is... It's good that they got away from it as quick as they did. I'm glad they just stopped... Like, they pretend like it didn't happen, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the plot of this one is that basically just, like, moral hears that like death is bad so he gets the necronomicon and raises the dead and the the lesson of the episode is that it was bad for moral to take the clothes off the zombies before raising yeah. them um womp yeah it's just not yeah. very yeah. what christians don't like sex that's crazy yeah. man tell me more it's the least insightful of them too like it, it you know oh yeah like you said oh christians don't like nudity it, it, it's yeah. the most it's the least interesting i'd heard somewhere that you know, season one, it was broadcast, like, completely out of order. Right. And I've heard that this one was supposed to be near the end, so it could, like, build to this. Oh. But it's the hmm. first. And that's a little better, but it, it, I still don't like it. No, um, I, I, I think that makes it even worse. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. if it builds, like, no, you don't want to build to this. This should be, like, the awkward thing you get out of the way. And even, yeah. and, like, even, even, like, not even from a quality standpoint, if it builds to this and then snaps back to, like, realism, it's like, what the fuck were you building your whole season around? Like, yeah. just a retcon? It's stupid. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad it, I'm, I'm glad, glad it I'm glad first. that happened. Yeah. yeah. Or not first. I'm um, glad it came after the uh the the christmas special which we'll get to but, yeah that's also yeah. that's a really funny funny mishap <laughs> um but yeah the this is definitely the weak link of the season and i wanted to bring it up because it is it's what the show could have been if dino stamatopoulos wasn't like a really smart writer yeah like, if he wasn't really keyed into psychology and like trauma then it would have just been this like a bunch of times and it would probably still be on the air if it was, if it was honestly <laughs> well yeah. con well considering how many uh, you know what i'm gonna say no just because like early 2000s animated shows even just loved getting canceled just like that was their <laughs> right. favorite thing even when your family guy or south park can come back you know you, you gotta get canceled yeah and especially claymation i'm sure that uh they they it would have been on more of a tightrope act just because like it takes so much to actually create an episode of it when compared to traditional animation all right so yeah. let's move on to episode five episode five is the blessed union it's got uh, this my is wife one in it. where yeah it's got you in it um, i wish <laughs> i wish i was that cool 
No, it's got it's got a woman who I would love to like fuck once and then she ghosts me. <laughs> it's the Blessed Union is episode where Moral learns that he wants to keep his future wife happy. So what he ends up doing is he goes to a sex toy shop that they have in Moral Tin and it's Which, run by a It's wild that they still are allowed like like they have not run that out of town. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they have this um uh yeah, they have a sex toy shop in there. And it's run by an extremely cool goth lesbian with 95,000 piercings. Yeah. And she, uh, I love her because she is like throughout the show, just this beacon of light. She is yeah. one of the characters. She is like the only unambiguously good person in the show, aside from like oral, I guess. Right. Um, she, she, no, she's is just, she's just very... cool. And she doesn't like, yeah. I, I mean, whatever. And it is kind of like, a show where it's like, yeah, the joke is on Christianity. Like, of course, like the one good person is not the Christian, you know, like which, which whatever, like we are open-minded here. Like we know, like you, you can be a Christian and still be a good person. Like, you know, being religious does not make you, admit. but like it is. Yeah. She's like the one cool person in this extremely buttoned up town. And it's like, it makes sense that she's like not a part of the whole shit that Moralton has going on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I totally derailed you. Um <laughs> No, it's fine. I um I, I, I just, I just love really her like a lot. her and she's so cool. <laughs> and she she's like if if the season finale is the first indication that the show would get a lot darker, this is the first indication that the show like genuinely did care or was invested in the members of Moralton beyond like stereotypes. Yeah. It, it, it it didn't have contempt for these people you and know, it wanted to prove that even in like shitty, horrifying Midwestern towns where everyone is dead. There are some cool, interesting people who deserve better. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, we, we we talk about you know how a lot of the, the we've mentioned a lot how this show feels very two thousand five. Two thousand five. This reminds us that two thousand five was a great era for seeing people. It was a, it was a... <laughs> yeah. It is the last. I mean, there's. I guess there's been a bit of resurgence lately, but like, yeah, like two thousand five to like maybe two thousand eleven was like the the era of the scene kid i mean specifically that and scene adult yeah yeah it got it got up it got a bit more bubblegum later yeah and there were definitely like scene stuff before but like specifically like what i think of when i think scene was like yeah this is like oh this is the peak lincoln park let's go right (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I also love how they have that moment where he, he's just like, hey, hey, you'd make a good mom someday. And then she's like genuinely touched. She's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I've got maternal pangs. And she just just staples her eyebrow. It's like, OK, it's gone. Which, hey, hit me up. Yeah. You want to become a mom? What's up? <laughs> she is a queen. She She's uh. so cool. And she's just like and that's the thing where it's like that is a particularly like like lesbian uh vibe of being like extremely cool but also just like the, like the warmest person on earth which it's like it's so hot yeah lesbians yeah. love talking about how cool they are i just want someone who's nice but also has a lot of piercings <laughs> that's that's a fair fair request yeah it's okay Let's move on to the best Christmas ever. So the first thing that you need to know about this episode is that despite being this weird outlier and like the darkest thing all season by far, because of a schedule fuck up, it ended up airing first. So <laughs> yeah. if you just like the worst one to this, go first. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? It was the first one I saw and I was like, uh, excuse me. Uh, but uh, when I revisited it, I, I was I gotta smart say, enough to I love how until, like, literally, like, st- streaming started, 
TV companies would just love to fuck with production order. Just, like, doesn't matter. We'll just, like, we'll just, like, it is a jigsaw puzzle that they put together fucking wrong. We, we will do these episodes in whatever arbitrary order we want. Does not matter how little sense it makes. Which, especially which is also for funny animated like, shows. Yeah, and, I mean, animated shows makes a bit more sense, but it's, like, this is, like, what, close to a decade after The Sopranos. It's, like, it's not, like, serialized, like, prestige yeah, no, fiction. Like, it's, like, like, an unknown quantity. TV shows yeah. were, like, like, the early 2000s were still definitely better than, like, the, the, the 90s were. But it's still, like, come on, guys. Come, yeah. You air the, the episodes in the order that they were made. This is not that hard. No, and especially for something like this where it's, like, there is, like, a season arc. It's, like... You, you have to be more careful about it. Like, I don't give a shit that it's Christmas. Like, just, it, it's, I don't know. It it seems very selfish to, like, the actual narrative of the thing just to be like, well, what if we, yeah. we had, like, a cheap tie-in with, like, the actual holiday? Yeah. Yeah. So, best Christmas ever. After nine episodes in a row of, you know, the same kind of formula where Moral fucks up, learns a bad lesson, blah, blah, blah. This episode, uh... Oral learns a bad lesson, and that bad lesson is that he thinks that his demon little brother, Shapey, is the second coming of Jesus. Um, Might be. However, uh, what makes this one different is that mid-episode, it kind of pauses like the antics, and it just has this really ugly fight between yeah. Clay and Bliberta, where they're just laying into each other and saying... <laughs> You, just being awful to each other. You also skipped over something I think is very important, which is that this episode opens on a musical carol. Uh, which yeah. is which is also a pizza than... a pizza advertisement, which is so fucking funny. Yeah. That Midwest really do be like that though. Yeah. yeah, no, this is I, I wanna praise the season so much. This this is so authentically Midwestern. Like, oh my god, this is I can I feel like I am in Iowa watching this or something. Like, god damn. There is no escape, Spencer. There there is yeah. only here and maybe two hours away from here. Yeah. You, you feel like you are stuck in this tiny, horrible town where the coolest place is a 7-Eleven that sells for loco. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That is what, what, if, what if it was like of... a city, but instead of anything that a city has, we just have like a gas station. <laughs> maybe a movie theater if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, although not anymore. It's uh, like a city where all... <laughs> yeah, no waka waka but no it's like a city where all you can do is like sit in a gazebo and throw rocks at ducks yeah, yeah. um and they have this really messy fight with each other and they switch to like handheld what looks like handheld camera Guns, during the fight yeah, yeah and it's they shoot great the the, yeah. the the writing the writing is really good for it too it, it it's like surprisingly not sitcommy at all they they really do try to I mean, it's not as strong as it would be later, but they really do try to, like, have a sense of realism, I guess, almost, for what's going on. And, like, they take this situation seriously. seriously. Yeah. And it ends with um, Moral has, like, a terrible Christmas, and uh, his dad and mother both abandon him. And he's walking out on the street, and he looks at his watch, and it says that it's 11.58, and he asks God. It's like, there's two minutes left to make this the best Christmas ever. And then the way the episode ends is yeah. that it just pans out and nothing else is said. Yeah, that's a it really is. good ending. That's like... It is. Yeah. It, fuck. That... Yeah. It, it's like... I mean, it's it's almost like a thesis statement for the whole show. It's like almost makes it make sense for why you would do it out except like... Or do it first except the whole thing is building to that. Like like the idea where... the the 
the idea that Oral's faith is tested is not something you start with because then none of the other fucking episodes make sense in the season. Mm. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, but it is a great ending. Even even though like I don't want to say it's like hackneyed, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like it is building on cliche in a way where it's like they do it very well, but it's like I could easily see like I I could easily see other things doing this like to a similar degree, but just like missing the mark a bit more. Yeah, and uh, that that kind of really just horrifying fade out is a trick that they will go back to uh later on and it is really really effective and i i cannot praise it like now having seen this like as i'm supposed to at the end of the season i cannot praise just how effectively they pull the rug out from under you on this one yeah no no it's it's i I mean it I will say there is some stuff like the stuff was shapey in the middle. It, I, honestly, yeah, I thought that, it was that kind almost of weak, lost me a little. But j- just the stuff that is great in this, like the actual fight and like the switch between you know uh, uh, ambiances and the the bit at the end with I mean the bar and like Oral actually like reckoning a bit with like oh wait the world is actually like a hard place, which is something that he did not really have to deal with before it's like Mm. there is so much to like in this episode that even though the middle is honestly kind of kind of weak it it is so easy to overlook that you know Mm. i i yeah i think the the thing about like shapey is that like they had a really strong opening from for oral and they had they knew how they wanted to end it but the middle they they didn't really know how to get there you know like yeah that's fair of the really serious episodes they end up doing, this one's probably the weakest one, which wow. just is a testament to how good this show will yeah. get. That is, that is very high praise. Uh, so, no, I think that's going to do it. Do we have any closing thoughts on uh, this season of Moral Oral? Uh, I enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I'd say pretty good. I, I expect season two will be really good, though. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I am fully, like, because I don't know that we're going to, you know, get to watch this again this seems kind of like a more you know uh standalone thing i am considering when this is over just going and watching like the rest of it over again just to remember like because i actually didn't ever see too too much of season two but it's like i i just want to experience the whole thing because it is yeah just from this like and this is like the weakest of and, the and, stuff and, that i remember know, i i yeah. would also not be opposed with just doing because you know it's only three seasons we could at some, but we yeah. can talk about this. We'll later, talk about yeah. this right. off mic. All right. Uh, but no, that's gonna do it, folks. Uh, thanks. Thank you for this. Uh, we will get back to Nick Farland esque content. Uh, shortly enough. Yeah, it, it'll be. We're not sure when. Within a month, let's say. We have we have something fun planned for the end of the month and a yeah. sh- certain show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh God, we're doing that first. <laughs> oh uh, boy. Uh, oh. No spoilers. Yeah. Oh boy. Also, um, oh, also before we go, uh, Stephanie hit me up. Um Yeah. <laughs> Queen. Queen. Yeah. All right. Catch yeah. you later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.
Uh, so do we want to just go in chronological? It's been so long since we did an actual <laughs> season of yeah. PD. Yeah, God. At yeah, least so a month, it's... yeah. Well, we did Eric Andre, well, I mean, but that we, was we, a bonus. We did, um, we did, yeah, and and we didn't do episodes of those because we don't, we don't. Just yeah, don't care. yeah, it's it has <laughs> been so. Let's just go in chronological. I, I think yeah. So Lord's greatest yeah. gift, uh, blessed union, and best Christmas ever. Hmm. All right. Okay. <laughs>